0: Welcome to the Jax Rangers Show, a New England free Jax fan podcast. And now, Rangers, here's your host, Phil Harris. Huzzah Rangers! This is Philip Harris here at the Jax Rangers show up here once again broadcasting from the Granite Outpost in beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire. Got an interesting episode this time around for episode 17. We are back once again. We've got some excellent news that our captain at one point during the season Joe Johnston is back with us once again for the second full season of the Free Jacks in 2022. Extremely exciting. Expect to see more from the Jax Rangers show in regards to that in the next episode, episode 18. Not going to break any news here yet, folks, but expect some big things regarding that signing with the Jax Rangers show coming up in the next episode. But for right now, I want to introduce you guys to uh, someone that I really enjoy talking to from a rugby perspective or just really anything. Who I'm referring to here is a man by the name of David. He does a podcast called The Scrum of the earth podcast the scrum of the earth can be found on google podcast i'm sure it's out there. i know for sure that it's out on spotify anywhere you get your podcast you should check him out give him a review listen to the episodes that he has he's a free jacks fan i mean he's a global rugby fan in general that recently found the sport within the past five years or so never played the sport stumbled upon it like a lot of new rugby fans you know broadcasted on tv so he checked it out fell in love with it, and now he's just a, a, a rugger like all the rest of us in terms of watching it on television and just being a fan of the Free Jacks. That's how he and I connected. He's a big Free Jacks fan, a founding member. We've had a really good rapport. I've been on his show, The Scrum of the Earth podcast previously. You can check out that episode. It was from a few weeks back at this point, but yeah, he came on my show, and I in turn came on his show for another episode that he will be releasing along with this episode 17 here at the Jax Rangers show. So we're doing a crossover event. This is just like back in the day where you, you'd you watch TV where a certain character from a TV show would you know end up on another TV show. So we're doing a crossover event here, the Jax Rangers show and the Scrum of the Earth podcast. This is a very long interview. We get into a lot of different stuff. So I hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoy it. Rangers out there, buckle up. This is a really good one. So really enjoy chatting with him and hopefully we'll do stuff in the future with david and the scrum of the earth podcast once you're done with this episode go check his podcast out once again the scrum of the earth go subscribe leave a review rate five stars all of that fun stuff without further ado let's jump into the theme music and then we'll get you right into the interview here with david here on the jack's ranger show the crossover event with the Scrum of the Earth podcast. Woo. No, three, two. One. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jax Rangers Show. Uh, of course, we are back again. This is episode 17. Uh, in 14, I told you that we were done for the season, but hey, we're back, baby, like syphilis. Uh, <laughs> I've got uh, David from the Scrum of the Earth podcast here with us. Um, he's going to be, we're doing a cross promotion here, guys. So what that means is I've done an interview, another one on his podcast. He's doing one with me. We'll try to release them around the same time and then just promote the hell out of it. So, David, how the hell are you? Fantastic. How are you doing, Phil? Good to that's see you. <laughs> so uh, plug your podcast and your social media for us because I know you're out there on Twitter. Oh, for sure. Well, the, the podcast is The Scrum of the Earth. Uh, you can find it on iTunes.
1: Uh, my main platform is is Anchor. Uh, that's They, of course, want everyone to go there. Um, but wherever you find it is fine with me, uh, leaving a review would be great. I've only gotten the one so far. And, uh, that really goes a long way to help people, uh, sort of find the pod and sort of figure out what you're about and so on. So that would be great. Um, on Twitter, I am at of scrum. And of course there's always email. You can always do that. I'm at the scrum of the earth at gmail.com. So get in touch anytime. Like i am always saying, Oh, keep getting in touch. Uh, the fact is hardly any of you do. So please do.
0: Yep. Uh, and of course, this is super casual, as it always is. We've got a beer here, so we're uh, we're drinking, you know. Why not? Have, let's have a little fun. We're being responsible, of course. Um, where are you from?
1: Uh, not far from here. I was born in Waltham Hospital, so I'm, I'm a, a born mass hole. <laughs> uh, I moved to California. I lived in San Francisco for a few years when I was a little, little kid. Uh, so little that I don't really remember it. And we moved back to here and uh i grew up in wellesley and uh but most of my adult life i've been in salem massachusetts oh wow uh, probably my favorite town for sure
0: so uh, that's why i've been there around um halloween and that's kind of not the best time to go if you're not really fans of crowds so do I'll, not I, go at that, halloween do, do not, do not not <laughs> um i was there and i was like shoulder to shoulder with people pretty much the entire time i was there this i'm like this is not fun for me I, I, beautiful place very cool a lot of history yeah. but i need to go in like the summertime or something because uh, it was a nightmare <laughs> the city makes something like 80 percent of their money in that one
1: 30 day period it's incredible Uh
0: incredible and
1: uh over time you know living there you got to see how the town sort of figured out how better and better control the crowds and everything Um, and by the end by the last time I was there the cops had figured it out they had a whole thing it's like oh you know what we're gonna do we're gonna have fireworks at the end of the night so once fireworks start everyone is like oh 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 and they (laughs) naturally gravitate and everyone heads towards the the wharf and everyone just fills the wharf, and you watch the fireworks, and you turn around. Giant wall of cops and trucks and command vehicles,
0: and they're like, "Time to go." And it's it's like, like it's like horde zombie uh, <laughs> mass, you know. It is. You, you you give them the loud noises and the lights, and at the end of the night, you try, kind of structure them out. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Sort of. It's hurting drunk cats, I think. For sure, yeah. And even the cops there have the crest on their badge of a witch on a broom, if I recall correctly. So that's pretty cool. They do. It's officially the witch city.
1: Uh, I can go on and on about this. I was a tour guide there and uh, oh, wow. you know, the, the uh, Salem. What is now the city of Salem is not where the witch trials actually happened. Uh, the Those trials actually took place in what is now Danvers. Uh, but the city of Salem actually paid Danvers for the rights. They were like, well, because there was a Salem city and there was a Salem village and there was some arguments and eventually the city of Salem said, well, we can make a lot of money over this. So can we pay you to be which city from now on? And Denver said, "Okay, okay, fine." So what? So
0: there we are. That is just the American, you know, <laughs> existence all in there. So we're going right? to buy this reputation so we can market it and make money. I love that. That's a, that's beautiful. Um, it worked. It yeah. worked. You saw it, you saw what it looked like on Halloween. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> what is your origin story with rugby? How did you find rugby? It's funny. Um, so I've never played rugby,
1: never played a, si- a single minute every day. Now I think, should I try it? And I'm like, ah, I'm too fat. I'm too old. <laughs> like I, I wear glasses. Doesn't that immediately preclude me from playing? I, I kind of think uh, I'm not, I'm not really, el- <laughs> I'm not really eligible for contacts. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Could I play prop? I don't, I don't think so. But uh, so decades ago, a friend of mine, and I think I've talked about this on the pod before a, a friend of mine, there's a, there's, a great, uh, there's a great organization called the AFS, the American Field Service. And it's like a program where you can, I think you pay a certain amount of money and then you go to a faraway place, mm-hmm. you learn things that you w- couldn't possibly have learned here. So back in high school, a friend of mine uh, joined up for the AFS or qualified for the AFS and uh, he went to New Zealand. So some, some of their programs are like basic, like, hey, look, this is called Holland isn't holland nice and some of the programs are like no we're gonna learn something oh, and he went on uh, like an outdoor survival thing oh, wow. that was based in new zealand and involved a lot of cave diving and involved a lot of spelunking he told me a story that i swear still haunts my nightmares about like they were they were doing some caves and you're going through a cave that's basically the same size as your body so he's like, so when I got in, I had to breathe out to be as thin as possible. But you don't know how long it is. Oh. And then there's a turn and you actually have to turn your body 90 degrees and keep going. I still have nightmares about this thing, but <laughs> he did it. Uh, he came back tougher for it. And when he came back, he said, all I have to tell you is there is one superior sport in the world. It's called rugby. And there's one superior team in the world and they're called the All Blacks. Yeah. And I was like, he also said, uh, there's one superior jacket in the world. It's called a Swan dry. So and, and they are apparently a, still swan, uh, a sponsor of the, of the all blacks, but, uh, Very nice. but I thought, okay. So it was always in the back of my mind, right. Okay. There's this sport it, it's out there. And if you ask Americans, they say, Oh yeah, it's kind of like football. So yeah. I would argue it's, it's not that much. Um, but I was always waiting and, and so you know you come home from a bar it's 2 a.m and you turn on espn 6 and suddenly there's a there's a rugby match on it's like what it's australia versus so and so and you're like what yeah and i swear i'm sitting there watching i'm like okay this is that game this is that rugby thing that that i'm supposed to like so what's the deal okay i'm going to figure it out and you're watching and you see people holding signs in the crowd that say try and i'm like Try? You mean kill them, right? Like, you mean get them, you mean dominate, you mean win, right? Like, right. this try thing, like, it's, it's incomprehensible. So it always bounced off, and as I say, it's usually 2.30 in the morning or something anyway. So it wasn't until 2015 when Amazon did their uh, All or Nothing special about the All Blacks, and I thought, oh, they, they made this just for me. Yeah. You know, all the people I know who are expert at rugby or experienced in rugby really hated that series they they thought it was dumb they thought it was sort of patronizing mm. I loved it. it it was the gateway for me it, it let me know all the things I needed to know at that fundamental level like things Americans don't know like your number is not your number it's the number you're playing today right that that is you know Larry Bird's number 23 <laughs> you know Michael Jordan's number uh, I mean Larry Bird's the 33 LeBron's yeah. and Michael are 23 like your number is your number. That's not the case in rugby. And uh, those little things, uh, having somebody explain it really helped me. Uh, I know people who already knew about rugby were like, can we get to it? Can we get to it? But um, as an American, I
0: thought it landed just right. I don't know if you watched that series. Yeah, I did. Um, I remember it being pretty dang good i mean because we're used to that type of format where it's like the behind the scenes it's like the hard knocks um for american football that sort of thing yeah and they're doing that for all sports now with amazon so yeah i did watch it i thought it was pretty good but then again we're kind of just accustomed to that sort of format um as american sports fans um all right perfect so you're a new fan that never played rugby so um new fans are so important for the growth of mlr um Mm. Commissioner Killebrew knows this. the league will not survive with just old Ruggers watching it like myself. What uh, drew you in and kept you watching? That's a great question.
1: Um, as I say, I, I sort of always felt like I wanted to know and so when once I uncovered it, it was like it was like something I'd always been waiting for. but uh, I'll tell you the uh, I think the big thing. Everyone who told me before, The Kara Cup, before that first time I got to see an actual live rugby match, everyone said, oh, the thing is going to be the collisions. When you hear the bodies collide, it's a different thing. Uh, In the NFL, like there's collisions, but it's pad on pad, like it's a different sound. When you hear just flesh on flesh hitting each other at that velocity with that kind of power, it's just a different experience. And they were right. You know, that Kara Cup was that opening for me. uh, And... I I even told Mags, I I felt like I was gushing a little too much. That last game at Veterans Memorial Stadium, there were so many new fans there. Mm. And I was listening to them all. and They were all saying those same things. They're all like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be this intense. I didn't know it was going to sound like this. And, you know, I felt like them. Like That that was what sort of kept me in. There's other things, too. I'm not going to lie. I've probably said this a million times. American football is a 60 minute game that takes 180 minutes to play. Oh God, it's
0: brutal. Rugby
1: is an 80 minute game that takes 120 minutes to play. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. In football, you've got one minute of action and two minutes of not football. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that ratio. And uh, especially during the pandemic, when I'm tending to watch football by myself, more than like at a bar with a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's unwatchable.
0: Yeah, It, it really is. Yep. Uh, I speak to a lot of people on uh, a, po- a little podcast called The Spurs Up Show. One of my best friends does a very successful South Carolina Gamecocks podcast. He's got wow. over 15,000 followers on Twitter. It's just grown like crazy. But I call in on his show. He does something called The Daily Crow every single day during the week. And game week, two weeks ago, is our opening game for South Carolina. I called in and pissed everybody off because I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the game, but I'm really don't want to, I'm not excited about the penalties. The commercials and the reviews are outrageous now. They review everything, and it yeah. takes four. It is brutal, but you know everybody's you know fired up because they're they're in this little bubble of American football. And I called in because I'm the rugby guy, right? You know, so they that's, <laughs> they know me as just the, the, a thorn in their side. I mean, I love the sport, but I accept the flaws. You kind of have to going into it. Uh, once you're you rugby, everything else is just kind of like dull. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so. I agree a thousand percent. It's just, it is hard to watch sometimes. Um, And by the way, the Kara cup, I think we've got a little bit of, you know, movement here with, with the club. So Uh myself, uh, you and also um, the the first regiment posted something on social media. And I know that you're not on Instagram very much. Got to get on there, but um, they replied to my post on Instagram doing like the, uh, the thinking and then like, aha, that type of uh, emoji. Uh So oh, that this might be something that we see again as we oh. really want. Um, and for folks that, for some reason, you might not know about the Cup this was um, before our first season that got cut short right. because of COVID. Um, the great idea of bringing over the provincial sides from um, Ireland. It was so good. They're A-side, so basically they're reserves. So those guys got first-team minutes, and our guys got um, you know pr- uh, valuable pre-match warm-up games. So it was a win-win. So we definitely want to experience that again as Free Jacks fans. I think that's the first time I saw the Eagle in action, too. I think that's the first time I was pointing. Yeah. The mullet. Look, the mullet. <laughs> What's that? There's a guy that plays for USA Rugby. I think his last name is Schroeder. He plays sevens. And I saw him over the weekend. And I think he might give the Eagle a run for his money. It is it is majestic. Go check him. Whoa. Out. really good. Yeah. But, well, uh, well,
1: well I, I teased you a little while ago about uh, – I have a, a funny story about the Caracup Cup from meeting one of the Irish players. Okay. So as as you just said, uh, so it was uh, these sort of a sides for, it was Connacht, Munster, Leinster, and Ulster. Yeah. All I mean, you know, where we were, really good sides, great competition, but of course, so and I was watching the Pro Fourteen at the time, so I know these these actual sides, but well, I don't know they're academy guys. I don't know they're a sides. Right so i availed myself of the rugby forum and was like hey any of you actual irish fans out there like you guys probably know some deeper layers of these teams uh is there somebody i should be watching for when i as a new fan go see this Cup?" and like three people responded none of whom knew each other but all of them said the same guy and they were like oh yeah this number 12 on i think it was connect and uh the fact that three people, like the only three people who responded said the same guy. I was like, oh, that, that's great advice. Yeah. So if you remember, like for the carrot cup, you could buy the, the VIP access, which allegedly got you access to the uh, the after the match sort of meet and greet with the players. So I signed up for that. I paid the extra. It was cold as hell that night. And I think this one was actually a non jacks night. I think it was like Ulster versus Connick. I think it was one of the, you know, because it was around Robin, it was just the two Irish sides. Right. So at the end of the game, I'm like waiting for the the meet and greet. Nothing happens. All the players just kind of go away. And I'm like, uh, so I'm kind of wandering around and I, I, I saw the woman who clearly hit, was in charge. Like she was there sort of at the, at the gate. It was clearly sort of her event. And I was like, hey, by the way, you know, there was this meet and greet scheduled for tonight. What's going on? And she was like, oh, that's, that's, not, that's not tonight. I was like, Why? yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I could show you the email. And she was like, oh, okay, okay. Who, who do you want to meet? Who do you want to meet? And I was like, uh, of course, I kind of had no idea. But I'm like, I, I do have one idea. And I'm like, ah, there's this guy. He's number 12. And she's like, great. And she whisks away. And I'm like, because I haven't told her which team. Oh. She picks the wrong tent, goes to the other team, yeah. goes and gets the, gets this like 19 year old guy who's, who's playing number 12 for them. She brings him out and she's like, hey kid, guess what? There's this American who's a huge fan of yours. He loves you. He can't wait to meet you. Kid's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, there is? So he comes out and he's kind of like, and I'm like, and I, don't, I don't wanna be like, you're not the guy get out of here i met the other guy yeah. i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that so i was like oh so great to meet you you, you sure weren't good tonight i'm a i'm a big fan of yours and he was like okay God. great yikes <laughs> it, was, it, it was a weird night it sounds like <laughs> it it sounds like
0: it I, I did
1: follow i did follow on twitter and uh and then he kind of just disappeared so anyway
0: wow that's a that's a that's a hell of a story (laughs) (laughs) i've been dying to tell somebody that story (laughs) because nobody else nobody else would care right yeah that's that's uh that's really something right there man that uh that probably scared that kid after that or made his night (laughs) he was like the americans know me
1: (laughs) i'm 19 I'm i'm from
0: galway yeah uh so what's better I know you that you're uh, you were born here and then you've you were came back and, and have lived here for a while right uh what's better as a, a new New Englander, mm. uh what's better clam mm. chowder or lobster rolls Ah, see you're going to
1: disqualify me as a New Englander right now because I don't actually eat any seafood
0: okay
1: nothing all so my older brother uh went to school at Northwestern and when he left Boston he was like dude you need to go to legal seafood at least once a week and tell me how good it is and tell me everything you're eating and i was like guess what no lobster for me in fact i saw like a one of those nature documentaries about lobsters a long time ago and i was like oh they're not fish they're bugs they're really (laughs) really big bugs that happen to live underwater right right which means if flies happen to be a lot bigger we'd just be Plucking their legs off and dipping them in butter. And I'm, I'm not down. I'm not down.
0: Yeah. New England, an area known for seafood. But guess what? I don't eat it either. So there you go. Good. There you go. I'm with you. <laughs> I think you,
1: you you and me are probably like one of uh, two of 10 in the yeah. entire New England area
0: right now. It's an area known for seafood. Uh, my mom loves it uh, when she comes up here. She's like, we got to go to this one specific place. I've been waiting, you know, months since I've been here last to go to this place. So, hey, a lot of people like it. Not for me. Uh, (laughs) So who is your favorite player on our beloved Free Jacks and why? Uh, You know, I immediately think
1: Dougie Fife. He's so much fun. He was tearing it up. He scored so many tries for us. Bowden Walker, he—he's the rock. He's the Bowden Rocker, is—is he not? Like, I feel like his his presence, his experience. There's something about, like, what he brings is more than just the stats and the and the actual things you see him do on the field. I think he brings something to the squad mm-hmm. that is bigger than most of the other players. Um, also, honorable mention to Connor Kindergan. He was another guy I saw that. You know, at the, the Carrick Cup, and I. Do you have any recollection? I mean, or do you have any historic recollection of that famous commercial where it's like, me, uh, who is it? Mean Joe Green is is throwing the towel to the kid in the locker mm-hmm. in the locker room so, so I had a moment like that with Connor Kindergarten. like at the at the Caracop Cup. They're they're doing the warm ups. It's my first time being near a rugby pitch where there's even people playing, mm-hmm. and they were doing their warm ups, which. Oh, and you asked earlier what kept me in. That was another big part, seeing the warmups. The complexity, the line out when you're actually there seeing them practice. Oh, oh my gosh. (laughs) Excuse me. But but so I was right there at the edge of the fence and the ball came kind of flying over and Connor came over just just to pick it up. And he just kind of did the enormous man quick scoop. And he did the, gave me the the wink like I was 11. And I was like, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i was like oh I, i'm in for this I, I may have told you too then so this season they had him running a video camera yes. up in the stands yes. and at one point i saw him and i'm like honey honey that's that guy that's the guy i told you about i'm gonna go say hi to him she was like okay and of course when i got within two rows i was like <laughs> and like fell over the of course hadn't had a single beer just bailed right he's like he's like are you all right and i was like ah, i don't all right, lad. <laughs> yeah, Are like, oh, you alright, lad? <laughs> I think so. It's a it <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you, fe- you might
0: want new feet. You might want new feet. I can tell you with lineouts, you know, back in my day, we used to call out the plays based on beer brands. So it was Budweiser oh. was one jump area, you know, Michelob, all that sort of stuff. So not exactly too complex back in my day. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's really something to see nowadays. Uh, the the extent that they practice it and stuff like that, the execution is, is really cool. Well, I, I don't want to derail you here, but you told me that so
1: you learned rugby by the book rather than by watching or being taught. Is that right? Like you actually
0: looked at the rule book and figured it out. That seems almost impossible. I, I Not, the, not the, the law book, but um, like seeing, um, I remember watch, like clicking on it and then just like reading about it, like the number of players. And then I would look at like, um, you know, like a pitch graphic and it would show you the positions on the pitch with the numbers. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So from there, I started watching videos Okay. Um, and then bought a ball and then tried my best to play with my friends, you know, and then eventually found my way to Charlotte Rugby Club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember a practice one time and I was like, you know, I was like, I wasn't getting certain things. And I was talking to one of the older guys who had to be like 30 years old. And he's like, don't worry about a kid. I don't know all the laws either. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so. him and Nigel Owens, right? He's like, yeah, yeah I've fair been fair. pretty much roughing by the seat of my pants this whole time. Just
0: tackle somebody, kid. Just get out there and tackle someone. Um, <laughs> let's see here, who has the best hair on the team? You've got some. You've got some hair on you as well. Uh, so yeah, it, it's think? got to go.
1: It's got to go soon. I have an appointment on Monday. Got, okay. Got a. Uh, my band is playing on Saturday, and uh, I feel like that's that's the last hurrah for the the days of the long hair. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, it's not Dougie. I'm, I'm not a big fan of that Flock of Seagulls bleach job. Um, dang! And I own the T-shirt of the, And I'm going to mispronounce his name if I try to say it. I've got the the light blue T-shirt. The guy with the massive, you know, Jimi Hendrix fro. Please tell me his name. Who am oh, I thinking? Oh my life. God! Uh, I thought you
0: were talking about Kyle Sequera for a second. But no,
1: you're not. no, no. Oh no! Just God. the the
0: Pure Dome. Oh no. Oh my God! How did I
1: forget this guy? Pacific Islander. I'm, I'm yes, yes, yes. right
0: now. Oh my God! Anyway, oh my he God. clearly has the best
1: hair on the free jack. So you know, the the, the go to would be the eagle, but uh, yeah, no. Like when he comes in, it's like <laughs> it's like a uh, the movie so married an Experter. It, it's got its own postcode.
0: Is there <laughs> his name? I, I've totally forgotten it. He came from uh, Seattle. He played hooker for a while. Um, he played, uh, you know. And he was really good. He almost always came off the bench. So he, he has a nickname that he goes by because his his name is too long. So we always call, what is his Oh, my God. I can't believe I've forgotten this. I'm such a, oh. This is making us look bad, That's, i got to say. What's crazy is somebody is just yelling right now when they're watching this. You anybody, I know. Don't You know his name? It's, it's blah. Oh, no. Well, well, if those people would tweet us, I would appreciate it
1: because I would like to hear. Oh, i know it i just i've totally forgotten oh god i'm so sorry
0: uh I, I would feel worse if i hadn't purchased his t-shirt i feel like he got something out of <laughs> Gosh, this is gonna kill me i'm gonna be a, a, awake at night tonight like how did you not remember this all right <laughs> well at 3 a.m at 3 a.m you can tweet me and be like oh yes god. i even know his instagram it's giddy up three or something like that yep yep okay um so who are you um sorry um who are you hoping comes back the most for uh, the roster from the, this year? Who do you want to see back? Uh, Bowden for sure. Uh,
1: uh, Dougie. Um, it's so funny because because of this thing we saw earlier with one of our great players leaving. Like, yeah. of, of course I want them to stay, but I also want them to go. You know, I, I want them to, to be in the Prem. I want to watch them in the next league. Um, I want – the, the draftees that we just got in this most recent draft I want them to to come into these roles and and really inhabit them. I want them to to step up i i, I want it's weird it's it's like parenting i'm like well I don't want you to ever leave, but on the other hand, you have to go now so I, I feel that way about almost all our players where i'm like yeah except for the and we didn't have too many of those uh one of the pods I listen to calls the MLR the uh, the Retirement League. It's not true. It's not true. I, I disagree. I, I get it. And it's a funny line, for sure. Uh, but it, it's much more than that. And I think the Free Jacks have done a great job of not relying on these guys who are 36, who are like, well, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't. I think we're growing our own talent. Uh, I think we're nurturing our own talent. Um, I think our connections with the NPC in New Zealand is really positive. I think our new coach and his connection to the Curry Cup. I think uh, I want young players who are new, who are getting their feet wet, with this great coaching squad we've got. Yeah. I want them to be our new players. And I want them to be our ongoing players. We have our, you know, we have our keys, like I mentioned. You know, of course Bowden, and uh, there's another guy who, damn, I am going to blow his name again. The last game of the season, uh, as an homage to Dougie Fife, I wore my Highlanders jersey instead of a a Free Jacks jersey. And as our players were leaving, one of them spotted it, and he was a super rugby guy, and he jumped up and grabbed me by the jersey and said, nice jersey, mate. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's cool. And, and of course I immediately wrote down his name and then immediately forgot it uh, oh but my gosh. <laughs> I want that dude back I will I will tweet it as a uh,
0: you know a, a follow up to this pod whatever form it takes uh, just as a follow up on that uh, I'm sure everybody's like just steaming at us right now for forgetting Villy's name Oh, Billy. yes thank you yes oh my gosh sorry about that Villy I, I just completely had a brain fart but yeah he, and he's good too man he is good I can't Very be, good. gotta let him go. You know, it's just one of those things. is like, what were they thinking? But hey, their losses. Do, do you know where he is now? Do you know where he's going to be? I don't know. Um, hoping he's coming back to us because we need him as um, a substitute coming off the bench. Um, he's fantastic. For sure. I almost thought we would see him. You know, starting next year. So. Perhaps, maybe, maybe we got an open spot at eight man for right now, as far as we know, with Conradi. So where are those announcements? They said the 16th,
1: it's, it's almost the 22nd. Come on. let us I know. They would have
0: started right after the coaching announcements, but they're, they're taking their time on this. Um, I, and just to go back to your point about not being a retirement uh, team for specifically for the free Jacks. I mean, it's not a retirement league, but specifically for the free Jacks, they're not looking for old old players who are going to play one year and then bounce out. I mean, Tom kindly has specifically said, they're looking for guys that, you know, are, are younger um, and are not these type of big, big name signings that are going to come in like uh, Martin Bastereau for um, the Dirt Peckers two years ago, who came in sure. one season, seemed completely disinterested, especially the game that I saw him playing in and just. Took they, off. they played him at fullback when
1: in one game too, it was totally bizarre.
0: <laughs> I mean, good, so good player. I'm, I'm not going to diss on him, but yeah um okay so let's see here getting back to uh the questions tell us why you hate la and the dirt peckers the dirt peckers for if you know if you listen to this show you know who the dirt peckers are but just for people that might be coming in as their first episode the dirt peckers are new york slash new jersey uh rooney so all new york teams are obviously always rubbish
1: uh as a bostonian i'm sort of morally and I, I think physically and genetically perhaps required to hate them mm-hmm. um everything about them is disgusting just like their city um rooney also they have way too many eagles mm-hmm. let's get some of those eagles spread around a little bit I, I when when you're looking at the last test between us and canada there was way too many roonies right next to those those roster marks i i did not like that they've got a um, on the lock
0: position both
1: of the starting locks play for rooney It's true. And, uh, and the the fact that they have so many Eagles uh, just makes me dislike them more. And uh, but it makes me feel better that they weren't that good. Uh, You know, they they probably should have been right there at the top. And okay, they were, they were all right. Uh, We didn't make the playoffs either. So I can't talk too much, but, but uh, they should be better than they are. And uh, I think perhaps it's their stinky city that's uh, causing them to misuse their wonderful players and uh, destroy some of this beautiful American rugby we've got. That's, that's a lot of
0: hate. I love it so much. You know, it's a great, it's always a great day to hate New York and LA. Um, it they're, is. They're, they're further away, but I mean, they're still the evil empire on the West Coast. But uh, yeah, that's how I feel Well, about. LA, so, so it felt like they bought this championship.
1: It felt like their rich owner came in and was like, oh, I'm going to buy this franchise and this franchise, and mm-hmm. I'm going to throw all the money at this one and we're going to win and and it worked but since then i have learned that um his takeover of austin was more like a favor to the mlr than than uh him sort of trying to have too much reach i've been very confused about this idea of having an owner with two teams in the same league it seems very strange in the same I felt conference, a lot better once i learned that but
0: in the same conference it, is really damning to be honest yeah
1: yeah but it it feels like they bought this championship on the other hand it worked and they (laughs) looked really good doing it and uh because i've been watching rugby outside of the u.s for several years uh those players that helped make that happen are players that i really like and that i was like oh yeah i knew he was gonna still be good and uh you know before the pandemic uh when mao nano came to san diego he was like oh bye by the way remember how good i was three years ago i'm better than that now. like so some of these times it's a it's a resurrection not a retirement yeah but you you, you can't like la it feels like they bought it on the other hand they're really good and i like rugby so
0: yeah Uh, that's one way to look at it for sure um I don't know if they'll be able to sustain it going forward, you know, but we'll see. I mean, money talks and there's, there is a salary cap, but there is seemingly a way to get around it. I'm, I'm sure that's how they've been able to be so successful, but um, if they have, I often call, wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, some of their key players have, have since retired too. So it was the last hurrah for a couple of them. There you go. Uh, what other uh, sports other than the free Jacks pro sports teams, do you support uh, the most and why? Sure. So, uh, so I didn't care about sports
1: at all until I discovered the NBA, and Michael Jordan was the thing I discovered. Michael Jordan was the reason that I started watching any sports at all, and I was instantly hooked. Um, I was one of those guys who, you know, every single morning I'm looking at the box scores for every single game, even though they aren't available on TV. I didn't watch them, but I just I want to see what Reggie Miller shot, and I want to see, you know, how many rebounds so and so got. It was the league I start, started really following when you're trying to follow the NBA and you wanna watch like SportsCenter to get the highlights, guess what happens Monday morning? There's no NBA highlights because it's all football. And uh, so because I had sort of indoctrinated myself to SportsCenter, it was inevitable that I would become into the, the football highlights on top of which the Madden football game, me and my roommate just played years nice. years of this nice. so so like i already had it's really funny to say because i don't i can't think of any other video game that actually gives you a real understanding but like i would never have known what a nickel or a dime defense was if it wasn't for the right. madden games and like so i learned so much more about that so and then i had a, a roommate who he'd had Patriots season tickets since they played at Shaver stadium like he'd been there Wow. from the beginning like you you could smoke cigarettes on the bleachers at Schaefer Stadium when he was there with his family for the wow. Patriots so so it was a tradition you know so every Sunday morning it's like 9 a.m boom talking head shows go on we start watching this um so the Patriots became the team that I really cared about the most because of I gotta say I've broken up with the NBA um the officiating I think is terrible I can't handle it anymore and the final straw was the year when uh the the warriors won 73 games to beat the bulls all-time record and then and then they were like hey kevin durant why don't you join us and he was like great and i was like no no i don't want to watch a buddy club anymore i'm i'm done with the nba so that was the end of that um i tried to a couple years ago even i still had the the nfl like the full league pass where i'm watching you know if possible, every single game, my goal was at least to watch the one o'clock game, the four o'clock game and the night game. But I have a family now and uh, that, that's, that takes a toll. It's, it's a big ask to be like, by the way, <laughs> I'm going to be gone for the next 10 hours. <laughs> See you later. Right. And by the way, you're not interested in anything I'm going to be looking at. Right. On top of which, like we've talked about, like for every one minute of action, there's two minutes of not action. It's, and during the during the pandemic, when I'm sitting there watching it by myself, that sucks. Like the the, the NFL is a crappy thing to watch by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: is like, and I I'm still following the Patriots. I got to see them this weekend. It was really fun, uh, but it's just not the same. Uh, when I had JB from the Egg Chasers on my pod, I, I said the same thing to him about why I don't like the NFL, and of course as a contrarian, he did the opposite. He, he said, no, 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 no. That's the best thing about the NFL because it's inherently a social sport because you get a minute of action and then you get two minutes to go to your friends and say, did you see that? Wasn't that incredible? And you're not missing anything while that's happening.
0: And I was like- No. I appreciate that take. No way. Uh, no way. no." Absolutely not. You know, we're there to watch the game, you know, it's just, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, that's an interesting take. I've never heard that before. And um, oh boy, first time in my life. <laughs> I, I sort of
1: appreciated his sort of, you know, attempting to find something good about it, but
0: I don't think it worked. There, there's better things than that to discuss about American football that are more endearing. Um, I, I don't, I, <laughs> that take is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Still, great, great guy, really smart rugby, smart rugby guy for sure. Um, so final, uh, full question here. So, you recently had the best MLR CEO on your show, where, of course, I'm talking about Alexander Magleby from R. Rejax. Um, what did you take away from that conversation? Because I've had him on this podcast before, and it's like trying to keep lightning in a bottle or something like that. It's just he is just so eloquent and so smart anytime you talk to him it's just like i'm gonna shut up and just let this man speak as long as he wants to
1: no you're exactly right uh it's funny and uh, as we were chatting b- before this too you you mentioned what a what an obvious genius he is and mm-hmm. so this could easily turn into the sycophantic let's let's just gush about how great he is but it's just a fact, like. Uh, you you do research. You you come up with some cool things. You give him an interesting fact, and not only is it not a surprise to him, he's seven steps ahead of you. He's like, yeah yeah yeah, I thought of that like four years ago. His his sort of the depth of his comprehension, I guess, is what I would point to most, um, because he understands the playing side. He understands the coaching side. And he understands the business side, which is the side that I just don't get at all. So, when I would have an, any kind of question at all about, you know, what do you think about how this game is going to grow? His answer isn't, oh, well, I, I have a lot of hope. I think it's going to be good. He's like, this is what we're doing. This is how it's going to work. This is the model we're basing it, basing it on. And most importantly, like, all that stuff is just right there, it's just right at the edge of his temporal lobe or whatever. Like, he doesn't have to go. Okay, let me check. I've got those numbers for you. I can I can tell you why. He just knows why. Mm-hmm. That sort of depth of comprehension of your own subject matter is what makes you an expert at the top level, and we've got that. Um, I'm not going to say I know anything else about any of the other owners. So maybe they're all lucky like that. But I do know that we are very lucky. He's a special guy. Uh, there's a reason he he's such a top eagle. There's a reason he's where he is. Uh, and on top of that, just what a guy. He, he, he's out there living on his farm. Uh, his, his wife is working as a healthcare professional. Like they, they, are, they are the people you want in this country right now. And uh, I couldn't be happier to have him at, at the helm of my team because uh, I feel very confident with
0: him there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jacks Rangers gushing over uh, Alex Malgobi segment here. Um, just, I just said I don't want to do that, but no, it's fine it, because it's yeah. it's deserved. Like you know, when we compliment people, like sometimes it's like, eh, you know, it's just a throwaway compliment. Yeah, yeah. This, this guy is deserving of it. He made a scoreboard, guys, uh, for us <laughs> in his free time and put it up at the old uh, Union, Fort Union Point Stadium just for fun, you know, just I didn't have to do that. But he listened to fan feedback and was like, okay, yeah, you know, it makes sense to have a school board uh, where people were looking from the brigade area. So they didn't have to turn their head like this. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so just stuff like well, that. Well, well, well you were a founding member. You, you
1: got that first email after, after the first game at union point, mm-hmm. he personally wrote us all and said, tell me what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Tell me what was good, but mostly tell me what was wrong. Yep. And he said, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to respond to all of you, but I'm going to try. And I want you to know that if I don't respond, that doesn't mean I didn't read it. Right. That was that was awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's just I could go on for 30 minutes talking about how awesome Mags is, but we don't have that kind of time. And I'm sure he would, <laughs> he, he would he's starting, right. right now he's starting to get embarrassed. Just just Yes, 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 yes. Uh Mags, we know you listen. Uh, hi. Uh <laughs> so one word association we'll get you out of here oh here we go all right here we go the famous one word association that i stole from aglebee um right uh, so free jacks uh winners oh i love that yeah uh boston uh i to say paul revere <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know that has nothing to do with rugby but uh <laughs> my wife and i have a thing like every time we're in boston any statue you see we both go oh paul revere it's just <laughs> like an inside joke we have right that's cool um so the next one is guiltini's uh Giltini's, uh i would prefer the, the the drink to the club okay <laughs> would gee would she? two things merchandise okay. where is it also he scared the crap out of my son <laughs> you told me I that called, i time. called him over to say "How do my son and my son was like
0: no big monster no <laughs> so i love the mascot obviously we all do but um somebody mentioned that it would it, it he looks like an alex magleby fever dream <laughs> i thought that was the best description of Woody. oh yeah. that's great like, Actually, like if yeah. alex
1: made like a a yellow submarine type movie yeah <laughs> uh so the next one is mags of course it is oh uh i'm gonna say chief because he's somebody who's he's not just the ceo he, he's in charge and uh i feel like we're all following him and i think we're happy to do it the eagle oh the eagle uh i'm gonna say t-shirt because i think my favorite t-shirt is my beautiful eagle t-shirt the glowing the mullet uh Ever since the moment I saw him, I think at the Carrot Cup, I was like, that dude, I want him to be special. I want him on our team permanently. Because I think he was with the, uh, the Wolfhounds, I think, when we saw him that day. I don't think he was a Freejack. I think that was the, the matchup that got him on our team, if I remember right. So anyway, the,
0: the day I could buy a T-shirt of him, I thought, I'm here. Cool um so we'll throw this one in here it's not written down but I feel like we have to mention this one so what do you want to call them New York New Jersey Rooney whatever the hell their name is this week Ah, uh uh
1: I had a good one for this too oh uh I guess the swamp monsters (laughs) because are they just like is it the same thing with the Jets and the Giants where they they put the word New York on top of it because it looks cool, but they neither practice nor play in New York. Okay, so let's
0: just call them the Swamp Monsters. I think that that might almost be too good for them. I think two games out of uh, the entire season, their home games were played actually in New York, but the rest of them were in Jersey City. Hey! (laughs) that's a southerner mimicking a new york um gesture or accent or whatever so
1: i i can't claim i can't claim to do it much better so <laughs> it
0: passed muster here all right perfect uh so the final one here is this little podcast called jack's rangers the jack's ranger show what oh
1: a uh, one word uh uh pride i would say huh. pride uh I, i've got too many to make it one pride uh enthusiasm um building uh you know fan base new englanders are the best fans to you know i'm a new englander so of course i think that but uh i think we started to show that this year a little bit yeah. i think you're a big part of that uh i think uh going on by the way I, i'm one of the other windows i have open right now is the uh, the dougie fife commemoration night t-shirt oh. just about to make my purchase on that that stuff is great. The, you and what you're doing in the the first regiment, uh, it's what we need. The enthusiasm is building. Uh, it just feels so good. I can't wait to be back at Fort Quincy next season. It feels like it's going to be a real, real big thing. And I think I think we're making the playoffs next year. I think uh, I think it's all up from
0: here. I think so, too. I appreciate the kind words. Just a final thing, because you mentioned it. The, fr- the first regiment, which is, for folks that may not know, um, is the uh, unofficial supporters group of the Free Jacks. Right. So- the Jacks Rangers show is not really a physical thing. It's not a group. It's just a show that people can, you know, stay in tune with the content. But this is the actual. Let's meet up and have a beer before the game. The extension of the rugby on the pitch. This is the the fan base cauldron, whatever you want, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, so. The, the, But you do have them linked on your Twitter, is that right? Oh, yes. Yes. I have, you know, I promote all their stuff. You know, I'm trying to help them out as much as possible. Um, We are having a meeting um, that will be probably in about, I would say a week or two. And the the talk has been, we'll have it at the uh, Founders House Cafe, which is right outside of Quincy, Massachusetts, Fort point there. So, um, Fowler, Fowler's, Fowler's house. That's where you guys yes. went. just before. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So the, the, the hope is that we'll have it there. We're trying to get a reservation for that. So anybody that's interested in joining the first regiment, I highly recommend it. If you're a hard listen, if you're listening to this show, you'd need to be a member of the, the first regiment. So sure. you're a hardcore free Jack person. So this is my humble request and I haven't said this ever at any point, but I think it would be awesome if we call ourselves as free Jacks fans Rangers. That that, that, if if anything else, if that's the only thing that this podcast or this show brings to the fan base, that's what I would love to take place. Doesn't have to happen, of course. But what are we going to call ourselves? The Free Jackers? I don't think so. Right. (laughs) So if we call, if everybody calls ourselves collectively as Rangers, I would die happy. That you know. But uh, so that's just something I've never said that before. But you know, just throwing that out there, guys. I've had two beers. I'm you know I'm I'm a lightweight, so. (laughs) I'm <laughs> so,
1: I'm
0: so, so, before we, we had talked before that last match, and you told me
1: you were going to Fowler's House, so uh, when my son was born, we lived in Quincy, so, you know, if we were still there, I could be walking to those matches, it would have oh, been wow. great. Um, I don't think the Fowler House is going to be taking any reservations. <laughs> it's not that kind of place, but uh, if you want to chat, I, I have plenty of recommendations as well okay. for places yeah. right around there.
0: Perfect yeah uh, I'd love to hear your insight on that. Um, this is a fan movement. It's not me, it's not doc uh, as just like the sole leaders of this thing. It's everybody man this is not a this is not a monarchy monarchy, it's a constitutional republic. So there you go. But, it, it's funny I'm uh, uh,
1: sorry to I hope this is okay. Uh, one last question for me. Um, as a rugby fan the first time I went to a game, it felt like there was a much higher percentage of people in the crowd, who are players. Like if you go to an NFL game, most people are like me. They haven't actually played football. They just like football. At rugby matches, it seems like most of the people
0: there have played. Is that your experience too? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I I think the vast majority of people at this point in our fandom with the league, the people that are invested in it the most are the people that have played at some level in the past or maybe still currently playing with a club team somewhere or something like that. Uh, Yeah, but we got to, Eventually, we got to grow out of that. Um, it's right. not going to survive as a league with just old ruggers like myself watching the game. People like you, people like Doc, who never played, not that that's a bad thing in anything. It, it's really, it symbolizes yeah, yeah, yeah. the growth of the game in the United States where, uh um, sure. we're watching it on TV. That's that's the key thing to this. It's not hard, guys. The MLS paved this way a long time ago for us. 20 they've been in, in business for 25 years or 26, something like that. You get the youth involved, wow, you get. You did, huh? Yeah, it's been that long. So wow. you get the youth involved at a young, young level. Um, and then you make it available as much as possible on television. So, I mean, they're on ESPN now. They're, I want to say, ABC sometimes holds, has their games. So the more you can put your you know content out there in the universe, the better off, the more following it's going to get. People are going to catch it and say, I like this. Or maybe they say they don't like it. But the more exposure you have, the more likely you're to generate fans. And, and guess what? The youth coming up that are playing it, at a young level we will, you know, pick a team or whatever. We want to go to games. So, mm-hmm. you know, this thing, it's not rocket science. You know, we just have to follow in their footsteps. They, they've done the heavy lifting. They took a fringe sport that was, you know, people knew about, but, you know, definitely hadn't really played it beyond being a little kid. And it sure as hell wasn't supporting it in any way. For right. Some people. Right. And it has become a decent league. It's probably like what, four or five right now. Max talked about it in, in his uh, episode with you. It's up there in terms of viewership. So. Yeah,
1: they've done it really well. I've, I've also been told they've had a lot of money sort of thrown at them to try to make that happen. Anyway, I don't understand how that stuff works. But uh, but, but you're absolutely right. And uh, I think all signs are pointing
0: up for us yes, right now. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It's very exciting stuff. <laughs> so. I mean, I keep
1: looking at the schedule to see if there is one yet. There isn't one, but I'm like, I'm already itching
0: just just a little bit. You know, Especially that, that first Rooney game, like you say, like I want to beat Rooney at home. Yeah, for soon. sure. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to beat them every time. You know, if, if we had to take our pick, like, uh, you know, if we lose a couple of games that we shouldn't lose, but we beat you know, uh, Rooney twice in a row, I'm like, sign me up for that. As long as we make the playoffs, as, you know, yeah. their ass every single game that we play them in, I'm, I'm happy. So, I'd like to see us represent a little better on the road this year. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the key to make the playoffs. You know, I think, I think so. we're a fortress at home, as we are. You know, we call it Fort Quincy for a reason, Fort Union Point. We lost there one time out of, what, like six or something like that. So, you know, yeah. we can hold it down with our atmosphere and our enthusiasm as fans. It's going to be – teams need to be scared to death um, walking in there, and I think it will be, um, especially if we get sellout crowds. Can you imagine? You know, it's going to be amazing. But, yeah, the key to success this year is I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I'm not telling them anything that they don't know. You got to win on the road, man. You got to make it work. It was the difference last year, for sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right, David. This has been fun as hell. We're gonna have to do it again sometime, man. Phil, we got to do this even when we're not recording. This is great (laughs) stuff. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I hope to see you out at the first regiment meetings when we have those at some point soon. Heck yeah, that sounds great. Cool, man. This has been awesome. Let's do it again sometime, and we'll say uh, one word. Okay, we say enthusiastically on. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In three. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait. It's I, I always think it's Let's Ride, but
0: it's not that. It's Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Right. Never mind. Three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! All right, Rangers. That was a long conversation that uh, David and I had. But, um, you know, I had a lot of fun. Always do with David. Go back and check out the uh, episode that I did with him, a little chit-chat on the Scrum of the Earth podcast from a couple weeks ago. And the most recent one that he just released along with this episode episode 17 it's an accompanying recording that we did the same evening talking more about current events with rugby uh, usa rugby we discuss uh, briefly the coaching hires for the free jacks uh, the news that joe johnston has signed with the free jacks so some stuff like that and we get into a whole bunch of other stuff um, i really enjoyed that conversation hope you guys did too send us an email at jacks show at gmail.com Let us know how we did on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Interact with us on there, guys. Uh, Any of your feedback would be greatly appreciated. All right, before we get you out of here on this uh, special episode, this crossover event, I, of course, wanted to mention that we will uh, be doing another episode, episode 18. I would say maybe next week, earliest, we'll be having that one out for you. That one will have a player, at least one player interview in there. So getting back to that format, this is around the time where we're expecting a lot more signings, announcement announcements to come through the pipeline here from the Free Jacks, so You know, we'll have some player-centric episodes coming up here in the off-season, the silly season, if you will. Let's get over to American Revolutionary War history. Okay, guys, Rangers out there. Today, in American Revolutionary War history, in 1776, the Great Fire of New York destroyed 10 to 25 percent of the city the revolutionary war quote of the day the u.s constitution doesn't guarantee happiness only the pursuit of it you have to catch up with it yourself and that was benjamin franklin benny franks as i like to call him one of the best of the founding fathers for sure all right final thing here guys wanted to let you know that we're working on merchandise for the jack's ranger show it is not fully operational yet on the website. We're putting some products in like hats, toddler shirts, youth shirts, uh, tank tops, t-shirts we've even got like a um, a drawstring backpack so and also beanies we call them toboggans in north carolina but uh, hopefully that will be coming down the pipeline shortly i got to get some kinks ironed out on that before it goes live but that is very exciting so i'm fired up about that just wanted to say i appreciate you guys very much for listening all the rangers out there for sticking with us through the silly season here in the off season you guys are the real mvp stay tuned for the next episode episode 18 it's right here at the jack's ranger show to get your free jack's content the best free jack's content on the internet and with that huzzah see you next time woo let's ride baby